Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. The immensely talented Danny Woodburn is here to talk about his career and his advocacy for disabled actors. Stay tuned. Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Spielberg, Eastwood, Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Whelan. Sean. <laughs> Roxy, I... Sean. I... I have to warn you. Okay. Uh-oh. Danny and I get a little silly. Ooh. We've gotten we've gotten we've I think I think we've gotten in a little trouble. Yeah, have we, we ever gotten in trouble like I'm in sure. Special Unit Two or I'm sure. on, on somebody has we yelled worked at on us. two shows together, Special <coughs> Unit Two, a sci fi show on UPN network a long time ago. That's where we met and then we worked in Employee of the Month, which was basically a summer camp for comedic character actors. Because <laughs> we all was. knew each other. And that's how you guys met was that's how we met um, that was nineteen ninety nine. UPN? Yeah, UPN. That was nineteen ninety nine. That was the I think the first the pile was ninety nine. We okay, were picked up in two thousand. Okay, and then uh, when was Employee of the Month? That must have 2006. been two thousand six. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because I didn't talk to you for five years. <laughs> <laughs> and what happened? Harry, nothing. I'm just. Nothing. He's oh, joshing. this is the silly this part. Is, he gave me the, the warning. Part. He gave me the warning. I can be silly. I'm cool. <laughs> go for it. I'm, I see I'm the silly. I see the cat ears. You yeah. can be silly. Yeah. yeah, meow. There you go. Pushing the envelope. There you go. Totally. And, uh, you know, I didn't wear the blue jacket or the black jacket. I just went for holiday because it's, hey. it's our holiday slash last show. Yeah, but did year. you text me about it? I didn't. No. I didn't. No. I didn't like He used to I, decided I to show me up in his it. taco sweater. Yeah, the yeah. taco ugly I've sweater. It's not a euphemism. He's really got tacos I've on got the uh, blue and gold of uh, the, the Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Yeah, the Hanukkah. Hanukkah. There we go. We're representing. Yeah. I don't know and if we're calling have... that gold. What is? It's as close to gold. Beige? Mm, I, I mean, if you really want, it's that it's like that blue and gold. Are you dress just going to ruin it for me? No, this <laughs> Jew approves. Okay, <laughs> okay I'm with good, you. Right. Totally Hanukkah. I see what you're doing. Okay, so uh, as you heard me talking to all these people, let me just do a quick rundown. Of course, my special guest is Danny Woodburn, legendary character actor that's been around for. Uh, we've been Can you around. Drag out years. the word legendary. Legendary. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> and uh, as always, Miss Phenomenal, Roxy Stryer. Hello, hello. And in the booth, uh, Mr. Fantabulous, Jeff Graham. How are you? Excited sir? to be here. I'm great. I just can't believe it's the last show of the year. But, I know. Uh, it goes fast. It's been. It's been. Gosh, we've. I know. When you look through, you kind of think, "Oh, we've done about 15." I like. I'm. Cons- yeah. Well, Danny I just asked believe- us how many shows we've done, yeah, and, and we were both like four. Uh, D yeah, for yeah. Uh, right, and here it is, episode forty, and I'm just now being asked. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it could be All right, episode thanks, like seventy. Uh, uh, I really don't know. I've reached out to you. Stop that. <laughs> so today's show is going to be very. We're we're going to 
touch on a little bit of Danny's career, but he does really important work in this town. He does a lot of advocacy for disabled workers through SAG and a couple other organizations. We're going to talk about that. I'm very excited to learn more about that. And then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about auditioning because just the theme of auditioning has been coming up a lot the last few weeks. So we're going to touch on that and we're going to get into Danny's advocacy work. And then we will talk about our uh, time on Employee of the Month, which was all I remember is all of us gained weight because we were eating a very heavy lunch at three in the morning. <laughs> Remember, we were all like, yeah. we we're just, you know, was eating crafty at three amazing? in the morning. It was really good food, but when you eat at three in the morning when you're doing night shoots for a month, you're, and, you gain and then, weight. We especially, all weight. we stayed at the, the hotel in yes. Albuquerque. You come back after work in the morning, yes. and they're serving and free they breakfast. A, and they had a huge buffet breakfast. Yeah, and so and the first thing of, we do is like, yeah, you know, well, let's eat again yeah, another enormous again. meal. Yeah, and then sleep. You know, so sleep through the day. Yeah, sleep through the day. That life was, ain't that too was shabby. Thing. Yeah, it was. It was okay a, to me. It was a weird life. I just remember I didn't gain weight the way I wanted to. I wanted to gain <laughs> weight all over. I just gained weight in this huge, like very big bulge, as if I was. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline pregnant so it was not the way i wanted it to be <laughs> um but before we get into that we're gonna go into my week we're gonna cover sean's week i think we have to do a little bit of a holiday festive version okay. and i don't know what that means we're gonna do it whatever that means to you okay ready mm-hmm. one two three sean's week. we all went for the santa we no, all did that's not what jeff did what I was. You do? I think I was trying to do like caroling. Yeah, he he did. Oh, a, he was doing like a Dickensian. You want to hear caroler? a solo act of him? Yeah. For a second? Give me give me just a little bit of. Sh- just give me Sean. Just well, give me Sean. Here's what I should have done. Sha ha ha hunt we he he. that's very good. Sha 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 Yeah, because ho ho ho. Yeah yeah yeah. All right. I'm not making the Jews very proud today. About Sean's week again. Sean's week again. Sean's week again. You know what? We should ask him to do it. Can we hear from Sean again? Jeff did better. Danny did better. I know. Then we're yeah we're we're we had a little bit of a lull. We were killing it in the summer. I don't know. Somewhere in the fall we lost. We need some more sunshine. Yeah, for our voices. So this week. Man, so many things. I had a, a, a again, a self-tape for a big movie, big director. Can't really talk about it. But um, they just said, get this in over the weekend. I had my daughter do it again. Um, my daughter, Amy, she is very tough. She's a tough critic. Tough. And, and she said, are you ready? And then I said, yeah, I think. And she goes, do you think or do you know? And I was like, well, I, I, she goes, no, no, no. Rehearse what you're going to do right now. Do it three times and then we'll film. And I was like, wow. Because it was all kind of ad-libbed improv. And she's like, no, no, do it. Know what you're going to do. Get Did that tied help? In. Oh, my God, 100%. And after and, you're done, she's like, okay, send the next person in. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then uh, so I got a call back and went for the to do it live in person on Monday. And the funnest part about that is the lady goes, "Do you know the last time I saw you?" And I said, "What?" She goes, "I cast you in the Aaron Burr Milk commercial." And so we chatted. Did about you not that realize that too? Oh, who is that? I didn't realize. Uh, can you say? Uh, I, you can I, say the casting director. I, I'm the wonderful Liz something. Pretend you can't say. I, I, yeah, he can't say. I can't say because I forgot. <laughs> because the name. I don't know. Because I forgot the name. And then, uh, um, so the story I've been telling is that I got the job because at the end of the commercial, I looked at the phone and was kind of like Amber and like kind of sad. And I said, I've been telling that story for twenty years. Please tell me that's why I got the job. She goes, Yeah, that's why you got the job. And I said, Oh, thank. Because what great. if she would be like, No, it was that you. Your height. The, yeah, 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 or something. <laughs> so that was really fun. Um, you look like the kid. And yeah. <laughs> and then on Friday, uh, we or uh, Saturday, we had our sketch show, which went so well. Wow. I'm so, so happy to hear you say that. Fun. I was nervous a little bit. No, it was really. Yeah, it was because it was dicey a little bit. But I, you know, they whipped into shape. It was a really, really fun show. Um, where, where does that take place? Uh, that is just down here at 106.3. <laughs> Uh, on uh, Magnolia and Cahuenga, a little theater there. Okay. I work. Uh, I teach sketch comedy for Playhouse West. Um, and then I had uh, a looping gig on Monday, and then I had um, – there's something Friday. I don't know why I'm thinking about Friday. But I also had a couple students, and, you know, I've been working with one student for a while, and she – oh, that's right. She had an audition, and she'd listened to certain podcasts of ours to get – you know, get used to the one like in the waiting room and she used some of those tips and she used oh, the good. ones of the auditioning tips and it really helped her. But she's one of the Should only you give me some of those tips. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and one of the only students that has lasted through the whole process and is now auditioning and uh, I just want to give a shout out to Elizabeth Gray. She's in uh, the back east in Elizabeth Connecticut. Gray. Elizabeth oh, Gray. Good east Coast so Gray. I call her Liz, but uh, you know. We call her Elizabeth. Okay. Mm-hmm. You do. Wait, question for you, Sean. Yes. I don't know if you're allowed to talk about this, but I thought it was kind of fascinating. Okay. Are you allowed to say what you're looping for or you're not allowed to say what you're looping for? I don't know. I don't know, actually. I don't really know the some protocol. Of, some of your vocal uh, tips and tricks that yeah. for looping were interesting to me. It's not like looping is like, oh, you have to sign an NDA. Yeah, I don't I mean, I think so. I mean, I, you, I think I've mentioned I've done Fresh Off the Boat for years, and then that one's wrapping up for the season, and then I'm on the new Walking Dead show. Well, if so, you're allowed you, to say Are you that. looping zombies? Are you like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to do that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's crazy. That's and he's fun. got all these, like, throat things yeah, that he throat has to do. Yeah, things. And, and here's the weirdest tip of all. Uh, Utz potato chips coats your throat. That's what the zombies eat. So if you ever have to well, zombie... Yeah. It, there's the Uts, oil. Uts potato chips. Yep. Or, or la- they. I'm sorry. Lay's original. But they. But you because don't get the oil. Yeah, because the oil. Oh, you get. You gotta I go with. Know that. You gotta go with hers. They're oh. it's a much oilier chip. It's an East Coast thing. You have to ship out for them. Wait, I don't okay. even know. I'm an hers? East Coast girl. What's a hers? Oh, hers. Oh my God. I from, love Lay's. What's from, a her? Uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Jeff, I'll can you pull ask. up hers for us, please? Yeah, I will have to talk to my <coughs> girlfriend see. because she's from Western PA. She's from uh, uh, Franklin Oil City area. So, I don't know. I've don't never know. seen this chip. Hers? Yeah. Hers. yeah. You've seen this? No. It's an East Coast thing. I'll have to ask Shane. Yeah, my mom sends me out a, a box of I'm ooh, an East Coast hers. thing. What about Mung's Dip? Mung's PA? Mung's oh, Western sounds PA? sounds like a disease. I don't... <laughs> Doctor, I have a bad case of mung's dip. I don't know what to do. (laughs) Mung's dip with the mung's drip. Um, Ooh, there's a drip with the dip? I don't know. 
I don't know what's don't going want on. That. So, anyways, this is kind of a busy week and wrapping up. So, there not we only go. we give acting tips, yes, here, we also talk about potato chips. We talk about potato chips. Well, those as actually well. looked really good, as long as they're not Pringles. That Pringles are by far and away the worst. Yeah, just to be but clear. they can be. But we're grateful for their sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into, I'm so excited to talk to Danny. I we want to hear from you as we have all year and here's how to do that yeah continue guys talking to us on iTunes uh, on YouTube wherever you are write a comment let us know who you want us to book as guests on the show or what you want us to talk about there's my amazing theme music coming there it in is. also the like subscribe whether it's five stars or that thumbs up whatever you can hit to help us out we really appreciate it it helps build our community here uh, which is why that's so valuable to us we want to build the acting class weekly yes. with Sean Whalen peeps we need we need a name for our people out there. Yeah, no, Sean Whalians? Whalers. The Whalers. You guys are the Whalers. Well, if you are a Whaler at home, then again, five star, thumbs up, subscribe, comment, and uh, let us know what you want us to talk about. (coughs) We read those comments on air a lot of the time, so if you want to shout out on air, that's the best way to do it on YouTube or on uh, Apple Podcasts if you write that comment. I will be reading it. So thank you so much for being here, and let's get on with the show, Sean. Let's get into it. Whalers. I love that. The Whalers. I like that. And I guess my... getting a person to help me with my social media and she wants to start a page or I don't know if we do it through you guys officially but the um, insta uh, uh, Instagram page what do the, the kids show. call it today? The Insta what thing. The, with the thing with the, with the Insta. computer? That, the, I will say, I don't confuse. You are hipper than you just let yourself be. I know. It's not at awful. Yeah, like you like yeah, yeah, Lizzo. Yeah. Somebody who likes yeah, Lizzo exactly. doesn't speak that's like true. that. No. That's well, true. you know, he's got to keep the nerd persona yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's so, it works. It's bread and butter. Like bread and butter. Instagram pages. Instagram. Well, no, I didn't know. what. Actually, in all honesty, she didn't tell me what she meant yet. I don't know if she meant a Facebook page or an Instagram uh, account. Do you know what I mean? I think like, you would just say I she think, wants to uh, start Instagram for the show. She's like, there's this new okay, thing called MySpace I want to get you on. <laughs> mm. wow. uh, the kids are talking about it. <laughs> so, before we get into the advocacy stuff, I want to just <clears throat> quickly, It's our show is about people who tr- are trying to get in, are starting, and uh, need advice, or actually people who have been here for a while and want to gain new tips. So just give us a quick retrospective of how, Danny, you got into acting to oh begin with. I, you can't even apply it to today's Yeah, culture. I know. I, don't think I know. We, we've I, talked about this on the show. I, I, I'm 30 years now in Los Angeles, as of December. Yeah. December 1, 1989, that's when I landed here in L.A. Okay. Uh, I just made my way around the prostitute at my front door, and boom, I was in the business. <laughs> <laughs> I lived behind Rock and Roll Ralph's in Hollywood. What is Rock, Rock and Roll, Roll Ralph's? Ralph's? You don't know it? No. What's On that? Sunset? Yeah. What is it? It's, Rock and Roll Ralph's. It's, it's where all like, the rockers would go to shop. Really? Yeah, I back in the day. I lived right there for a while, too. Yeah, yeah. Rock and Roll yeah. Rouse, baby. I, I used to see Weird Al there all the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because he's so guitar center. And, well, uh, he kind of is. Yeah. 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 There's a guitar center right there, too. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. down the street from the guitar center. Yeah, okay. Fuller and Sunset. That's where it is. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I, I, <laughs> I lived in San Diego with a buddy for a couple of months before finding a place in L.A. Before you go on, yes. you, you came here to with the intention to start acting, right? Or you just No, knew. I was going to get into prostitution. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> But I saw the person at my door. I had the place covered. So, no. <laughs> why no, I came. I, I, I studied at Temple University. Okay. I got my four-year degree in, as they call it, communications. But for me, it was theater and film. Okay. And uh, I did a show in New York. Um, okay. That I, I drove from Philly to New York, or rather took the train. Okay. Philly to New York. That's where I grew up in Philly. And... Uh, 
I auditioned for this play that uh, went up in Lower Manhattan. Mm-hmm. At I think we were on at eleven o'clock at night. Okay, show. wow. Well, we, we actually had an audience. Wow. Um, yeah, and then every night I would at like. One in the morning, I would take the train back to Brooklyn, and we're staying with a friend. Right. So that was my first like professional okay. acting experience. Moved to LA with the intention of getting further into the film and television world. Okay. And but, um, but when you say film and television world, did you mean <coughs> acting specifically, or just yeah, no, entertainment? no, acting, acting okay. specifically. Okay. Um, that was my goal, uh, and uh, I I had an agent in Oceanside. Uh, but I feel like this agent in Oceans, I was also part of a religious cult. So, <laughs> so I remember going and like, you know, have you heard the word of God to like one of their parties? And I was like, this is not my agent. <laughs> so I, I came when I got to L.A. Um, uh, I actually when I lived in San Diego, I came to L.A. to do like an extra job on a music video. OK. And when I lived in L.A., I drove to San Diego <laughs> to be some sort of creature mm-hmm. in uh, one of the Killer Tomatoes movies. It's not okay. even in my credits. It's not even wow. up on IMDb. OK. Um, with comedian Rick Rockwell, actually, okay. who had the lead. And John Aston was in that film. Why John isn't Aston? it on your IMDb? Because uh, it's not uncredited. really. It was, it's an uncredited role. It was like yeah. I was. Like in this alien, this latex alien head filled with talcum powder, which I learned during the course of that, I was completely allergic to. Oh, no. So my my eyes blew up inside this thing. I was like, I can't do this. (laughs) Next time, don't wear the mask. It was weird enough. 40 bucks for the music video in L.A. from San Diego. And then driving back to San Diego was 40 bucks to do the (laughs) alien head character. barely covered gas. (laughs) Not Yeah, barely. (laughs) Gas and a sandwich. And that was it. Yeah. But, you know, I thought, I'm in the business, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... Uh, did you then study out here? I did. I took... Um, you mean I after s- Temple? Did he study in Los Angeles? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I took a couple of courses out here. Um, the one that stands out most prominently is uh, is uh, Larry Moss Studios. Okay. Wow. So I worked wow. with Larry Moss book, for a so, while. Yeah. Um, and you had to, like, no... You had to, like, know somebody to, to get, get in. in. yeah. And, That's um, a tough one. I actually... I, actually uh, I had talked to Jason Alexander... Okay. Shortly after the first Seinfeld, and I was like, "Hey, you know, a good acting coach. I want to sort of like get back in and dip my toe in, blah blah blah." And yeah. he said, "Yeah, Larry Moss." And I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'll call him." And and should I yeah. use your name? He's like, "Yeah, use my name, or you won't get in." Wow. So yeah. So my wife that. and I, uh, Amy and I. So did you get Seinfeld there. pretty quickly, or? I well, no, Seinfeld. I shot in. Gosh, I want to say ninety-three. Okay. It aired in '94. Wow! So that's but so that's you were studying that. Larry I, I, after that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I felt oh I had all the training I needed when I first got here. Yeah. I just finished college. I did a show, right. two, two shows in New York. I thought I'm ready, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I, I never had, ends, I yeah. was not ready for like the kinds of roles I would continue to get offered. Right. Which were like you know yeah. Could, could you put this plate on your head and walk through the scene? It's like yeah. No, I'm not yeah. doing that. Yeah. Right. I wanted to be a character. Sure. You know, I back home I was you know, big fish in a small pond. And right. I, uh, right. You know, you know, yeah. I was like an actor. Yes. I couldn't be touched. I wore a scarf and I wore it open, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I came here, I literally, to find an agent, I walked, you know, the streets of Hollywood. Yeah. Like, I knocked on doors. Sure. I, one of the agents I went to was George J., uh, who Sorry. was like, he was a like a, a very unusual, like, old-timey agent, you know. All the, yeah. ag- all the like, old Hollywood agents had, like, paneled walls still yes, from the 70s. Yes. 
just like, and yep. like the layers of dust that haven't been touched. Yeah, and the shag you know, carpet. There's oh, there's a headshot of Lyle Wagner from the '60s <laughs> when he was when he was like you know just starting out in the. Like, Roxy, do you know who Lyle Wagner is? Uh-uh. No, no okay. she's too young. Yeah, she's too young. Yeah, but usually I'm pretty a regular good at that Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett. Oh, he's the, the, I, I've, the I've good-looking the show. guy on Carol Burnett. <laughs> the handsome now, guy. Now I know exactly who he is. There you yeah. go. Yeah. So, Thank like, you guys for that teaching was, me. That was George J. He had just the whole place was wallpapered with black and white headshots and. And yep. he looked at me, and I showed him my resume, my headshot, and he looked at me, and he was like, "No, right. <laughs> like it was like that fast, <laughs> like no, this isn't gonna work." Uh, uh, okay, okay. You know, I gave him my my spiel. Right. I want to be seen as an actor. I don't want to play yeah. these, you know, right. humanizing roles and blah blah blah. Yeah. And he's like, "So you're not gonna do this, this, and that?" And I'm like, "No, I don't want to do that. I want to do this." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, thank you." Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, but then I ended up with this uh, this other like. Old Hollywood agent Coralie Jr. was her name. Okay, and uh, Coralie was like uh, her godfather was one of the Charlie Chan actors. Like oh, okay, was, uh, Warner Olin was her godfather. Okay, she was one of the original Little Rascals. Wow, yeah. Which one? Um, I, I, she wasn't Darla, but she she had like long blondish hair. So I'm not sure which one she was. Right, right. Mm, but um, probably at the dance again. Studio, she guys. was at uh, she was right next right. to H Salt Fish and Chips. He was right next awesome. to them over right. in North Hollywood. You know right. what that is? Yep, absolutely. Um, by uh, I remember going in and getting uh, suited up, but I think uh, I got felt up by one of the employees. <laughs> he was like, uh, let me do your inseam. <laughs> <laughs> like, hello? <laughs> so, it, you know, it, I yeah. just could say me too. Is mm-hmm. yeah. right. That's what I got that you were saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Coralie, she was somebody that put out an annual photo in Variety uh, with all the little people that she handled, but she okay. handled like like circus performers, variety acts, right, burlesque right, performers, right. all these like really on the outer edges of right. Hollywood kind of performances, performers. And I, um, she put out this picture with all the little people stable, uh, and they were in a row from shortest to tallest. Okay, and it said. The one to call when you need someone small. Oh, my so God. So I was grateful never to be in that photo. <laughs> um, but, you know, she got me my first job, sure. uh, which was a legitimate role on an episode of Hunter. Oh, nice. I was a guest star and uh, very exciting first day of work. Yeah, I got, it, got in the van with Brian Judd, wow. uh, character actor from yep. uh, Blade Runner right. and many other things. Um, uh you know, I learned a lot that first day just being on set. Yeah, I had already done like some stand-in work. You know, like they yeah yeah like they showcase in the Seinfeld show. Right, right. Um, and that was sort of like my bread and butter on the side before I could get a role. God, that's good. Uh, it 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 beat uh, selling boots at Thieves Market. And yeah, doing telemarketing and all the other things I did. Yeah, to make money. Do you remember all going the to the? Do you remember going to like a? Like pilot tests and and commercial tests, and yeah. we'll give you sixty dollars to sit through the show and yeah. give us your opinion. So we would do that kind of thing too to make money, right? Right. Um, Danny, when you said that you didn't feel like somebody else uh, today, I don't remember if actually we were on camera yet. But that people couldn't come up the same way. No, that because you did. everything now is like everything's digital. You know, there's no yeah. there's no sense of like going and knocking on an agent's door. That you just wouldn't right. do that. Right. It would just be looked at as this is a bad idea, as opposed to literally walking into an office and saying, hey, would you right. represent me? Yeah, you yeah. Know? I'm sure people ask you all the time, though. I'm sure young actors ask you, uh, how do they get started? What is your advice, then, if it is so different? 
I'm gl- I'm just glad I'm not starting because yeah, the, yeah. the market is so saturated. The way the yeah. way actors are looked at is so different. You know, right. we're looked at as as numbers a lot. Our yeah. our Instagram, our our followers. Yeah, yeah. Our, you know, do you have stuff on YouTube? You know, all of these things. There's a lot of pressure, I think, for young actors to just go beyond the training. Right. I mean, right. And and I talk about this all the time. <clears throat> we could not make our own movies when we started. No, because none of that stuff was none available. None of that stuff was available, but they have an opportunity that you we didn't go to have. Panasonic and get a 35mm package. It's going to cost yeah. you, you know, $60,000 yeah. for a couple of days. That's... But that's what I'm saying. So we have disadvantage, like we had advantages, but we the, they also have advantages that the people who... They can create their, their own, own content. They can yeah, create and, 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 and define their voice. A lot earlier than you know, haphazardly. Yeah. So I, I think there's pros and cons. The that networking way. style is very different too. I yeah, think. yeah. You know exactly. You know, to you have to have all these online memberships. You know, yeah. Uh, all the actors access, actors access. access. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all that kind of uh, stuff. Casting frontier. If you're in the commercial world, but they would to... be backstage. You would do the same thing backstage. Yeah, but West, not like though. every month. You have to another bill right. to pay. You no, know you're I mean? right. You're right. And you then if you want to, if you if you're in the business and you want to track down agents, you got to be an IMD. IMD Pro, Pro yeah, which right. is like a hundred a year for that. Right. Right. So there's all these expenses that we didn't necessarily have, but but also you know people can take their own headshots now. People yeah. Don't, People yeah. do that, you know. We could yeah. do that. We'd spend five hundred dollars for, yeah. you know, two rolls of film. Yeah, exactly. like literally just two rolls of film, and you get well, hopefully you get lucky. I just think the idea that you can put stuff online, and 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 you know, it, I always talk about Rachel Bloom, Crazy Ex Girlfriend, like she just created, and yeah, that was sort um, of like the spark, right? Of like going to the. There's a bunch community. of people who started that way, but who uh, <coughs> who just won for uh, um, for the Versace murders? The he just won the Darren Emmy. Chris? Darren Chris. I mean, he would he did. Harry Potter the musical, and that's what got him on Glee, and that's what got him in with Ryan Murphy, and you know, yeah. And he did Hedwig. I saw him as Hedwig, which yeah. is amazing. I mean, these, that's amazing that you can have these things that grow. Uh, with, it doesn't hurt to be, you know, on the youngish end of it too. I mean, yeah, that's if true too. If you decide like late in life, like Danny Aiello, who just passed away, yeah, talked about talked about um, he you started know, coming later. To this late, you know, yeah, you know, he had he started later. Uh, he didn't even have a high school education. You know, he was a truck driver for for many years. It was like he did some, like you know, a couple commercials or something. No, a couple of like bad things. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, oh like okay. he was like a, in jail in the underworld. He, I don't think he was ever in jail, but I yeah. think he had this realization like I have a family to take care of, and if I'm incarcerated, it's not going to happen. So right, I, I don't remember how he stumbled into this world, yeah. but but uh, it's true. I mean, I think it can still it happen. It can still happen, absolutely. It's just you have to you have to control the narrative, and you have to be more... It's, I think the proactivity is the, the thing. Yeah, the hustle it's is the pro. totally different. It's, it, it's, it's a, a lot less hustle. It's a lot yeah. less waiting for the phone to ring. Right. That's versus, what I've always yeah. said. That's what I've always said. So, okay. And so, those of us that have, luckily enough, some kind of longevity in our career, like, yeah. like you, Sean, yeah. and... Uh, you know, we know we have to keep doing things. Yeah, we don't. We were just talking about this yesterday. The hustle <coughs> never ends because if you don't do the hustle, then you're sitting around going, "Wait, I haven't gotten a call, or I didn't get that call back, or you know." And, and too many guys. We were talking about this. Too many guys our age or women our age, they'll do that. They'll just sit around and go, "Oh, we're not getting calls," and we go, "Well, then go out and do stuff." You know, keep hustling, keep busy. Think, so yeah. that takes me to. But quickly, I just want to go over. We've been talking about auditioning lately a lot. So tell me a couple a couple things that you would say, a couple do's and a couple don'ts that you would say 
for auditioning? Like, if you had to oh. give a tip or a tip or two that you would go do versus not. Right out of the gate with some don'ts. I just heard this story about an actor's cologne. Really? Yeah. Don't, if you're, yeah. especially if you're a man, man or That's woman, true. Don't put on a lot of cologne or perfume. I've heard that before, too. Don't smell up the room. I've gotten... Actually, emails that say, due to allergies or whatever, please do not wear any perfume on an, on a couple casting calls. But just I've also, that's not what they want. You want them to remember, like what right. you smelled like when you left the room. Right. You know? And that will be, that'll be, it'll distract. It'll take yeah. you away. So a casting director told me that story. And then I just heard my manager tell me the story about another casting director who posted this picture. And the picture was of the casting room wall and the camera. And it was red spots all over the place oh no so it was red spots everywhere so this actor had gone in um for a scene where he gets shot right and he loaded up his body with squibs that had oh. blood packets in what? so in, in this in the moment where he gets shots he's like and like pop 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 oh, and so the casting has like they're just like sitting there it's like <laughs> it's like it's like this uh like mel brooks moment you yeah. know where they're like just still and covered in blood, you know, studio blood. Crazy. And it just said, don't do this. And it's, <laughs> that was the picture. That's so funny. Of the place. That's you know. a pretty good don't. I mean, that, I no think most lips. people would say, you know. Common I, sense? Yeah. But, but no. I, I'm, I'm not for, like, going full out on costume. Like, the subtleties of costume I would go for. Yeah. Um, We've had both kind of talking about this over like, the past I, I few went weeks. In, yeah. I went in recently for, like, a... Like a CD, yeah. CD hotel guy. Yeah. And uh, I basically just took off my shirt and I had like a... Wife beater. Yeah, which I don't like yeah. to say. but No, that's true. That's <laughs> not the right term, is it? Uh, yeah, I don't top. know the other one. Tank top. Tank top. I had on a tank top. Ribbed tank top? Right. You know, yes. a little tank top Sorry. under my suspenders, blue jeans. Yeah. And that was like... That's enough. That's enough. You know, yeah. I don't need to... Yeah. You know, and then also you might get the wrong information. So right. I know it's a great story. Like it's a little people audition for a commercial. Okay. Everybody shows up in cowboy costume. Right. Right. One guy, this guy, Ronald, I know who I worked with, he's got a really deep voice. Okay. And he comes in and he's wearing like an elf suit. Okay. And he's sitting there like all dejected in the room. And my buddy goes up to him and goes, what, what are you doing? He goes, my agent gave me the wrong information. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's in the wrong outfit. So yeah. So if you commit one hundred percent, yeah, get the right be, outfit. yeah, you could you could blow that. So when we were on employee of the month, also there's a costumer. Yeah, they're going to do their job. When we were on employee of the month, you started talking about advocacy and and thing you know about this kind of stuff. I remember having these beginning conversations, and then over the years, I would see that you're getting involved. How did you get involved into advocacy for disabled actors? Um, I I've been a part of SAG AFTRA's Performance Disability Committee for many many years. Okay. Um, in the last few years, uh, it was headed up by uh, Robert David Hall, who you okay. know from CSI. He played the coroner. Okay. And uh, Dave has uh, he's an amputee. Okay. And. Um, so he was on that show for many years, and he was the chair. And then he passed it on to—he wanted to pass it on to me. It was like, I don't have time to do all of it. Okay. So can we split the duties between, like, three of us? So now there's myself, Anita Hollander in New York, and Steve Gladstone, who's, like, one of the local uh, disability advocates okay. for our business. And what is the— what is The, the crux is, yeah. is, is through, through getting more SAG-AFTRA workers who have disabilities— more access to casting, more access to employment. 
That's that's our okay. main goal. Okay. Um, How do you accomplish that? Well, we have to we have to knock on doors. We have to literally call people out when they have auditions for. Uh, I myself have gone in for a character that was like a part-time user of a wheelchair. Okay. But when I went to the audition, the audition was on the second floor of a building that had no elevator <laughs> access. So immediately they, they've decided, either consciously or unconsciously, we don't need to see anybody in a wheelchair. Right. We're not going to do that. So it's like, and if somebody said, well, I'm coming in a wheelchair, then what is their response? Oh, well, we have to make different arrangements. As opposed to saying, we're going to make sure we have access for all performers with disability right out of the gate. So they're, they're, if, especially if you're calling for a role, that but especially, but yeah, but there, we should be also allowed to go out for like the neighbor, pizza delivery guy, you right. know, any of these like you know the asshole in the office, any of these things, right? We should be allowed to go in for, sure. and if we're not given equal access out of the gate, then we're never going to get those roles, and if we're not going to get those roles, we're not going to be able to build a resume of experience, right? So then they look down upon performance with disability because they don't have the experience, but. The, the so it's a catch twenty two. Yeah, it's a catch twenty two. So they have to, you know. I just came from a meeting at uh, Sony Studios where I talked to their diversity department for about two hours. Okay, just to sort of give them a rundown. And and a lot of it is in this business. A lot of it is ignorance about like what are the needs? How do we find? Why can't we find? You know that sort of thing. Right. There's resources out there. Um, first of all, just contacting. Performers with Disabilities Committee at SAG-AFTRA is like the first thing you should do. So, okay, so I was going to say, I'm a disabled actor in the Midwest, and I'm trying to get started. That's the first thing I should probably do. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you know... You're saying it, as the actor or as a as casting director? Well, the thing as is, the it's, a, it's a union thing, so if you're not a union actor, you couldn't be on the committee, but you might be able to get some information. Can you? Is it a resource? For, it is a I'm resource. Not, okay. Yeah, absolutely. It would be a resource. Like, okay. Where can you start? What are the programs that are out there? Okay. You know, who are some respected... Um, agents. Agents train. Yeah, agents. Uh, uh, Gail Williamson at KMR, okay. for one. She handles a, a huge stable of, of actors with disability. Okay. Um, one of them being Tony winner Ali Stroker. Okay. So there oh, are... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there are people out there who um, who work in this arena and can help their organizations. Um, the, for example, there's the uh, Disability Film Challenge, which okay. is a, 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 like a 48-hour, like any other film Like challenge. a 48-hour film 48-hour film challenge for... Uh, performers, actors, directors with disability who okay. want to do disability-focused films. Okay. And so they... Put, Does that mean thematically even the content as well? Is that what Yeah, you mean? like okay. so, something in in the work, uh, okay. you know, is on the topic of dis- some disability. It doesn't have to necessarily be specific, but there has to be some representation in okay. the film. Okay. What qualifies as a disabled actor? So the the in our business, we look at it as, as what is visible on screen. Okay. Because that's how we can really determine. But when I say visible, I also like within the context of a script. So if somebody's talking about somebody has PTSD, but we don't necessarily see their reaction in PTSD, we might go, okay, that person has a mental health uh, disability, PTSD. Okay. We we acknowledge that as a disability, right? Okay. Um, But we we want the disability to have some some representation that we can either see physically or here in the context of the script. Okay. And then we also want those actors portraying those roles to be authentic. Okay. Because there's no other arena in authentic portrayals where we accept, say, uh, a, a white man playing a black woman. Right, right. So you, so it would not be, if somebody has PTSD, you would like to cast an actual veteran uh, in a role of somebody who visibly has PTSD if that's coming out as a physical manifestation. I, I would think that... that 
that would be that would be an objective of a casting director to say, let's let's put the feelers out to you at know, least throw that net, yeah, throw that ca- cast that net. Let's not yeah. let's not uh, discriminate, you know. Right. And it just comes down to that. So right. I had a I had a meeting with Brian Cranston uh, not too long ago discussing this very thing because yeah. Brian was Is in that, that film wrong? The Upside. It was an excellent film. It was an excellent film. There was a lot of controversy yeah. about it. And How did you feel about it? Because I know you feel strongly about all this well, stuff. Well, my, my, I understand the, the reasoning behind hiring Brian. And I also it's came business, to this, right? I mean, the business is, is, is a business, recognizable but, name. Yeah? Exactly, exactly. There okay. is that. But then I, it goes back to my argument: is we're never going to have the recognizable name if we don't create the access. If we don't create the access to education, first of all, okay. Because where do you get your training? You, your kids are in a in a on a Playhouse theater, class, yeah, on a theater and stage. Yeah, is do you have to take steps to go up and get on that stage? Yeah. So yeah. now, I've, but no, no, no. They actually can. There is a way to get in through the back. Actually. Okay, but to get on the stage. No, no, no. To get no, you can access the stage from this back door. It's okay, actually so yeah. that's, that's, yeah, the answer right. that's yes. not the norm, right? Okay, so right. That is when we think norm. about getting training, I know if I go over to Second City in Hollywood, uh, their training ground in that building is a long walk up steps. Okay, and then on the stage, you know, it steps up onto the stage. Groundlings, you certainly wouldn't be able to take all of the classes, especially when right. you're transferring buildings. There was there was only stairs. Right. So yeah. Yeah. when we think about education, if we've already reduced access to education, then we're going to reduce access to talented, trained individuals who have disability. Okay. Right. Right. I didn't even so, think about that part of it. So I said to Brian, look, I said, you know, in order for us to get experience, somebody has to advocate. Okay. Right? And if you're in a position and you've taken one job from a disabled performer and you have this power to hire, then I say you take one, you give three. So that's my philosophy. If anybody who's in power who takes a, a role from a disabled performer, okay, whatever, whatever the circumstances, then turn around and go, okay, where in the script can I find three other parts, three other parts, three other, even big, small, whatever. Did he honor that? Well, or was he able? This I mean, was he post. Not, not this not was happen, post maybe. the upside. It's post the upside. I see what you're saying. So he would say, "Yeah, I will. I will look into that and and yeah, you know, to the best of his ability, pursue that avenue." Let me right. ask you, just personally, if you that's your rule, if they do take it, then they should give three. Do you think that people should not be taking those kind of roles at all? That Brian Cranston should not have taken that role or take Brian Cranston's name out of it? I'd like to live in a world where it didn't matter what roles right. we played. But when I know that the that there's not equal access to opportunity, not equal access to education, um, that that you know whatever marginalized community doesn't have the same access as everybody else, then we have to consider uh, a slant in how we approach this business. Right. I mean, I'm all, I, I'm the first person to say you know acting is acting, but at the same time, I want to be able to say I should be giving opportunity to these people who have a greater quality for right. a role such as this than an able-bodied person. Right. You know, and the, right. the disabled community say, you know, disability is not a costume, is what they will say. Right. And they'll say the same thing about, you know, being African-American. It's not a costume. Right. It's a, it's a lived experience. Are you noticing that it, there is an upwards trend? Like, I know, uh, for example, on, on This Is Us, when they were casting a, a blind character this year, they did a massive search high and low to find a blind musician that they could cast, uh, and they did uh, ultimately find somebody do you feel like that is now the norm people are looking it's and not they the are... norm but it's definitely it's definitely a shift in the industry that is happening you're getting a little more <clears throat> but i think it has to do with of... you know 
the number of organizations that are advocating, the number of organizations that are engaging with studios. Like I work with the Ruderman Family Foundation, and so that was my meeting today was on their behalf, basically to talk to them about how they can make a shift, huh. the ways right. in which they can make that shift. Are right. people typically pretty receptive? Uh, yeah, receptive in the room. And then right. whether and, you or not know, they act. Then, then, speak then it all comes down to some, you know, legal interpretation of certain things and, right. you know, things. Right. But like CBS was the first to sign a pledge saying that they would do, you know, take certain steps with regard okay. to performance with disability. Is is there an acting school <coughs> uh, specifically designed for disabled actors? Or? There are there are people that, that do work with disabled actors. I okay. Okay. Um, I have uh, at times yeah. given classes to you know every every walk of disabled performer, but they, those classes were also open to able-bodied performers. So I've okay. had I've had a mix of you know wheelchair users, blind, deaf, Down syndrome, all in the same class. Right, um, right. And I know a buddy of mine, David Zimmerman, who I've known for many many years. Yeah, he's the one that sort of brought me into that world. Okay, to be a teacher and and. It was be a, a phenomenal teacher, eye-opening thing for me. And then um, uh, also, Actors for Autism was another place that I taught a couple okay. of classes at, which is over in the valley. And this is all uh, uh, young people with autism, right? Uh, different different ranges in the spectrum. Sure. Um, you know, it's, sometimes it's so remarkable what you see. I did a I did a scene study, and we performed scenes uh, at one of these theaters in North Hollywood, and we did a scene from Carrie. Mm-hmm. And uh, the girl playing Carrie had Down syndrome. Okay. And she killed me. I wow. mean, she does this like primal scream at one point. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, there are, she just had like, boom, she could turn it on like that. Yeah. And I was like, there are, are actresses that couldn't get there in two weeks. Yeah. She gets there day one rehearsal. She's like, ah. And I was like, I'm like crying. <laughs> right. It's like, how does she get there so easily yeah. and then turn it off like a professional? Wow. And I'm like, oh my God. You know, I was expecting Sagan. I was expecting her to like need like, right, right, right. like follow up care after that moment. Sure, sure. And she just like just blew me away. That's mm. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I think it's so funny you talk about the education. I wouldn't even think about that. of course. If it doesn't start there, then the pool is less and the resume is shorter. And it's and when know. we think about like the actor, like how many jobs did you have while you were yeah. acting? Yeah, yeah. Like so, we think about the actor also having a job on the side. Uh, people with disabilities have a seventy percent unemployment rate. Right. So we try to think of the waiter as actor as not, right. not the same zone. So we need to right. increase all of possibilities it. for uh, disabled performers. Got it. I mean, it sounds like you're doing really important work. I mean, it sounds... Sounds that way, yeah. No, No, I I just think it's really neat. I mean, like I said, I remember in 2006, you were getting concerned about these things, and we would have these late-night talks. I was was really sparked in 2016 after the Oscar So White campaign, and all the rhetoric was about, you know, shifting the landscape for every other marginalized community except disability. So I wrote an article that was in the Huffington Post called, If You Don't Really mean inclusion shut the mm up right right and they put right. the little symbols there to yeah, yeah. symbolize my f word but yeah. um that sort of like got the attention of different organizations that have called upon me to to help them with this that's fantastic cause that's really great that's really great and as i was saying us talking about these important oh so uh just quickly do you uh websites... how many times have you said to me quickly, quickly. i haven't been quick you haven't <laughs> 
How? I know. Uh, unfortunately, I got to get out of here soon. But I, yeah. I, I, I have so many more questions. I know. Me too. Websites or resources? What's the best place to start? Uh, if I'm, For, a, I'm if I'm a disabled actor in the Midwest and want to move out here or in town, what's the a couple of organizations that you would say to look up? Well, I would look into the Easter Seals Disability Film Channel Challenge okay. up by Nick Novicki. I would look into um, uh, CBS. Uh, you know, find out they have a they have showcases. Showcases. ABC okay. has a showcase, a diversity showcase. Okay. So there's diversity showcases out there. Um, uh, and uh, the one agent that comes to mind is Gail Williamson at KMR. Okay. For sure. Thank you. Thank you for those. But as I was saying, we were talking about all these things back on Employee of the Month. And uh, that's where Danny and I had already worked together. And when that, that's the thing, like at Tim Bagley, I had worked with at the Groundlings and Harlan Williams. I had seen a ton of auditions. And then Danny got, I mean, it was so much fun. And, and um, uh, Brian George was a Brian George. old Seinfeld castmate yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it was just, you know, we all knew each other. So that's what made it really fun. But Danny and I, my, our, our story that has followed us forever is that we goofed around about Jerry Lewis a lot. Uh, you know, we'd always, you know, in the middle of the night from across the Costco, you would hit, with the lady in the shoes in the aisle and the, you know. We I would, got a one-way ticket to Sheboygan. <laughs> Sheboygan with the thing. And we were doing this like for a, like a week. We were driving. Uh, Danny and I literally, I mean, people were just like, oh God, you guys shut up. Just stop <laughs> it. So we actually got separated. We went to go see a movie, a late night movie, and we got separated because they were like, we can't have you guys together. You're oh my too God. Loud. So we were sitting on two either side. So the long row of all of us, I was on one end, Danny was on the other. And there was previews. And I don't know if you remember, there was a Johnny Depp movie called The Libertine. No. It's a very obscure... Mr. Fantabulous, do you ever remember that movie? Libertine? Gotta say, I don't remember. Yeah, it was very obscure. But as soon as it came up, there was a thing. Art and House then it, pick. And yeah. Art House pick. And then it ends, and it just said Liber- The Libertine. And from across the room, Danny... Libertine! <laughs> he goes, Libertine! Full voice, crowded Full theater. Full voice, crowded theater. And I... Did it get a laugh so- Oh, people quiet. People yeah. laugh, but I lost it. I laughed so hard. So the, the literally for the last, you know, I don't know how you many still have years popcorn in your throat. 14, I think from that yeah, moment, yeah, fourteen years or whatever. We oh, every time we call each other, it's libertine. <laughs> now I'm part so, of the inside joke. You're Thanks part of the inside me. joke, and now that was really all of fun. America is part. Of yes, it. now all of America can, can yell libertine and Jerry Lewis, and you're part Not of just our America. Joke. People America. are like, great part who's Jerry Lewis? They're all show. international, yeah. international, but. Uh, that was a fun experience on that movie. We had so many others. We, I think we have to have you back for kind of like a Q and A, yeah, stuff. Because I think there's I have a lot more, of questions. A lot of questions. Are we out of time? Did it yeah. all go away? We're out of time. Yeah, well, it does oh, say damn. on the board, "Gotta go, team," but with a smiley go, face. Because Jeff is very, face. He's, ready. he's warmly Jeff always. But uh, I must say, Dan, uh, thank you so much for being here. Can people find you on social media? Is there a place to <sighs> find you? Don't do any of that. No, Don't do any I do of all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, Danny Woodburn on Instagram. Okay. Danny would burn on Twitter. All right. Uh, and there you go. MySpace. No, I don't, I don't have a MySpace account. And uh, Roxy? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Mr. Fantabulous? You can find me everywhere at Jeffrey C. Graham. And I am at that guy, SMW, uh, on Twitter and Instagram, and Sean Whalen Peeps on Facebook. If you want to coach with me, email me at seanwhalenbiz at gmail.com. 
I'm, you love this when I said this. Very few students. I have very few spaces. Yeah. So he's very exclusive. Very exclusive. He's my acting coach. I haven't yes. been able to get in forever. He hasn't. He hasn't. <laughs> All right. Uh, as always, happy new year, and thank you for letting me be part of your journey. Journey. Our founder Sorry. Kevin Undergaro and me Maria Menunos would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first; we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.